Episode 50 is a bit of a turning point for me, I'm hoping, to be more pointed, more purposeful, uh, come into them with a little bit of intention, but also like not as much pressure. Okay. Um, and who better to do that with than you, you know? <laughs> and also, hello. <laughs> I love Hello. You. I know. I, I love so you much. so much. Ah. Um, I know. I, I like got hit with this huge bout of homesickness like last yeah. week. And I was just like, oh, I miss my people. I'm like not going home to my people at all. Like the only people I know in Vegas are B and Jordan. And it's great and wonderful. But yeah, I miss you. Do you want to talk about the last time we saw each other? Yeah. Like what that, 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 uh, yeah, this is my directing here. Uh, uh, you're, you had a bit of a going away, hurrah, everybody came out to see you. What was yeah. that like for you? It was very overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was a lot. Cause it, I think me talking about leaving has been an ongoing thing for so long mm-hmm. that finally having that moment where like we took over a whole brewery. Like we just kept adding tables because more people kept showing up. They were not we prepared up, for that. <laughs> <laughs> they were not ready for that. And we had like not prepared the brewery very well. Cause I figured like, not going to be like, Oh, no one's going to come. But like, yeah, I, it was right after Christmas and mm-hmm. like, there's just a lot, everyone's got a lot going on. Um, but yeah, it was like very touching to have so many people come that I love so much and like sitting back and looking <laughs> at this like room of people that I absolutely adore was a very like, affirming experience to be like oh there are some really fucking cool people in my life and mm-hmm. i love seeing them all together like be friends with each other because you're all really cool and you should all know each other well i but, think yeah. i think last time i don't know if it had officially been a thing yet or if we were just talking about you possibly doing it the curious creatives club that mm-hmm. um your not that it was your like mission out here but what i could see gave you a little bit of purpose was uniting creative people together in this area and so the curious creatives club was like a little glimpse into like how you could actually structure and organize people but then Mm -hmm. when you just kind of say hey everybody i think i'm I'm gonna leave here you were able to actually see how many people were a part of that process like it was it was a room full of people who knew molly who were really sad to see her go but it wasn't a room full of strangers who knew Molly. It was like, oh, that's, I know this guy, I know this guy, this guy, because of Molly. So it was a a nice little, uh, I don't know, not a going away party, but yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, like a a meshing of worlds too, because there's like all my bike friends and theater friends and Mm -hmm. art friends and seeing all of them intermingling was really overwhelming and really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What, um, just for sake of the actual podcast, you and I have talked about it in our personal lives, but I know that a big theme of today's episode is kind of just talking about like new beginnings, kind of like restructuring lives and what, what that's like creatively. But you want to talk a little bit about the backstory and decision to why you decided now was the time to, to spread your wings? (laughs) I guess it's been time to spread my wings for a long time. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's something I've been talking about for years. Like I lived in Grand Rapids for 12 years. And I'd say for 75% of that time, I like couldn't wait to go somewhere else. 
Yeah. But I'm grateful for the time that I spent. Like it was not a waste of time. Um, I just didn't want to force anything. So I wanted to wait until opportunities presented itself. And I've been traveling full time for the last three years. And it was just kind of like, you know, it's kind of limiting me now to be in Grand Rapids because I have to travel so far to even get anywhere close to where I'm actually working. So it's going to make a lot more sense and more opportunities will come if I place myself in kind of the center of where everything's happening. Right. And I'm already seeing it. Like I've only been here for a month and already the opportunities that have come my way are Absolutely mind blowing. Um, not a lot I can talk about yet, but oh uh, shit, keeping close <laughs> to the chest. <laughs> but a lot of really cool things where it's like, oh yeah, this is a lot of affirming experiences that it's like, yes, this is the right move, and putting faith in yourself to make that leap. The universe really follows behind. Of like, okay, I'm gonna make it really difficult for you to leave, but the minute you do all this stuff is going to start coming to you. And it's been not even a month. I'm already feeling very affirmed in that. So feeling great. <laughs> Good. One of the things that I yeah. want to make sure to avoid is asking about regret, because first of all, it, what's the point, right? What's the point of regretting any decisions? Was there any, mm-hmm. or of course I know that there was, but what were the hesitations? Was it like fear? Was it guilt? Was mm-hmm. it like, was it was it patience or like were you letting yourself cook or was it like I just can't yet yeah I think a lot of it was letting myself cook where I love that as I, an expression. <laughs> <laughs> she's cooking <laughs> no but for real though I mean I, I haven't really thought about it in that concrete of terms but like I said I, I didn't want to force anything to happen because when I Went to college right out of high school. I did force it. And I went to Chicago and I wasn't ready. And a lot of things happened where it was like, no, no, that wasn't time. I'm glad I did it. I don't regret anything. But I definitely needed to grow up a little bit and give myself space to figure out who exactly I was and who I wanted to be and what I was working towards. Because I didn't know what career I even wanted to do. I didn't know what creatively I wanted to be. But the past few years, finding the floral industry and the art that I do, it's like, okay, now that I'm in my 30s, I feel like I've really honed that in over the course of my 20s in a really safe space. Like Grand Rapids is a really great place to incubate myself because I had great people. My family was all there. It's a creative city where there is a lot of opportunities in some ways. Um, But then I outgrew that space and it became very apparent that like, okay, it's time to start figuring out what's a better space that's going to serve you even more now that you're this version of yourself? I, well, first of all, that's a great way of looking at it. I, I know just for a little tiny bit of projection, uh, that whenever I get close to that mindset of like, okay, you just are where you are. You need to make the best of it. Like moving locations is not going to fundamentally change, but then Mm you do, you do get to a new place and you are able to at least like gaslight yourself into believing that there are new opportunities, even if they're not like you can fall into the same traps in any location. Like I had a moment of reflection the other day that I'm just sitting on my couch scrolling. I'm like, I could be doing this anywhere, but I told myself I needed to be in Grand Rapids to create because it was the closest. I'm not doing that. I could, I could be back home where I grew up doing that. So like, how do you, 
like, you've only been there a month now, right? Mm-hmm. How have... It's not even a month. <laughs> well, sure. But what, yeah. so far, what has, has been your process kind of like avoid, avoiding some of those like pitfalls of just like, I mean, you've been staying busy, but... Oh, yeah. How have you... I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a way to word this without just like directly saying what I want you to say, you know? <laughs> No, I, I how have you cre- how have you created opportunities for yourself out there, as opposed mm-hmm. to just like falling into them? Like, what have you done so far proactively to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do to establish myself in this new place? Yeah, I, I think ninety percent of it is less about the physical space itself, and more about the people that occupy the space that you're in. And it's really easy to isolate yourself when you're in a new place and just expect things to come to you because you're in this great new city and there's going to be all these things coming your way and no one knows you're there and no one cares that you're there to be blunt yeah uh, so you you have to open yourself up to allow those things to come to you because nothing's going to hand it to you directly like you yeah. have to network you have to meet people you have to get a finger on the pulse of like what's happening um and people have really been like 90% of that. And I'm a very people oriented person. I love people. I love meeting new people. I love, I'm very curious about people's lives and how they've gotten to the point that they're at. Um, and I'm definitely someone that I don't like to burn bridges. So I kind of knew a lot of people that are out West um, that I'm not afraid to like poke them and be like, Hey, just, so you know, I'm out West now. Like, I'm in Vegas for the next few months. Like, let's do something together. Who do you know that I should meet? Um, and like next week, for example, this is an opportunity I can talk about. Um, let's hit it. B, yeah. Uh, B and I are actually heading to Portland on Sunday uh, for a week. And we're going to go work with a designer that I met, God, in 2020, early 2020, we met at a floral convention in Grand Rapids. And she's this amazing floral designer from Australia. Awesome. And we like super headed off in the basement of this convention center, designing at like 3 a.m. for our presentations the next day. And it's just like, oh, I fuck with you. Like, you're really cool. And her name is Julia Rose. She's amazing. She makes these great wearable florals and like immersive floral experiences. And she messaged me like a month ago, like, hey, you're out West, right? In the U.S. And I was like, yeah, I just got here. And she's like, well, come to Portland, second week of February, uh, third week of February, whatever it is. And we're doing this immersive floral install for the Portland Home and Garden Show. Uh, So she's assembling a floral just like that. Yeah. So we're going to go work with some designers that we've always wanted to meet. Julie Rose is like a dear floral friend of mine. We've stayed in touch over four years now. And uh, things, yeah, like stuff like that, where it's just like I put it out there on the internet of like, for all of my floral friends, I'm going to be in Vegas. Let me know what you got. And can I, I want to pick up on that. How, where, what is your primary tool for networking? Like if, if we had to like put it in terms of apps, Mm -hmm. like. Oh yeah. Instagram probably. Shit. I was I know, so, I know. so hoping you wouldn't say that. Literally, just to add some context, as of yesterday, I deleted social media apps off of my phone. I didn't delete the apps. Like, I didn't delete my accounts. Um, I'm just stuck in 
not necessarily a scrolling binge because I don't really find myself scrolling social media often other than like, I don't scroll to see the people I follow. I scroll like Reddit where it's just like threads of like random mm. things. What I do on Instagram is I fall into comparison traps of like this oh, friend who's yeah. in the same field is doing significantly better than me. And then I remove the word friend and I just say this person is doing better mm -hmm. than me and I should be at their level. That's mm -hmm. wrong, subjective, selfish, whatever. I understand that. It's just that I, I can't, I can't have that in my life anymore. No. It's too, it's too, it's too much, but there's such a utility in yeah. sharing your work and networking, but it's like telling, maybe this is a really, I'm stealing alcoholic valor here, but like, mm -hmm. it's like telling an alcoholic that like, Hey man, like you got to go to the bar to meet people. Like you got to get over your addiction, but you still got to go to the bar. That's where people are at. It's like, but I, I'm weak. I can't, yeah. you know? So and it's not the only way though, because I have this love-hate relationship with social media as well. Um, but part of my job is social media. Yeah. Um, and I've always been someone that posts a lot and has like a big presence on social media as far as like posting frequently, not follower base, because I don't care about that. Do do you but, hold on? I, sorry. Do you do you care about the numbers? No, not at all. What if the number is one sometimes? Does that get to you okay. at all? No. I'm, ye I'm really. yelling because I'm furious about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, because I think, I think a lot of people need to reassess their relationship and expectations with social media because sure. it is a tool and it should only be view viewed as a tool. Yes. And what are you using that tool for? Because social media, we, as we all know, is not reality. And the comparison game, I think, is the number one thing that makes social media toxic. Yes. I don't think social media as a tool is a toxic thing. And I think politics. It's a neutral. And politics, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think social media is a trap because people can fall into traps. I don't think social media itself is built as a trap. I think it's a trap of attention. It, it's yeah. designed to suck you in and keep you there um, to get ads and things like that. However, if you view it as a tool to circumvent that, um, it can be a really useful thing. Now, do I think it's everything? Absolutely not. That's why I don't care about like counts, follower counts, things like that. It's more of maintaining connection for me with people that I've met in real life. Um, I don't make a lot of organic connections just through Instagram itself because I don't think it's a great tool for that. But maintaining connections with people like Julia Rose, for example, we met at this photo convention in 2020 and we've maintained social media contact by following each other's work through that. So I don't spend a ton of time scrolling social media because I don't want to fall into that comparison trap either, because there's always going to be someone that's doing better than you. There's always someone that's doing cooler things like we're close to the same age as Taylor Swift, you know, like. You can't play, you, don't roll your eyes, you know, like it's, it's, it is a game you can play. Or like, I just found out that, um, Kate Blanchett was my age when she filmed Lord of the Rings. And I don't like, play oh, that shit. though. Like, I don't think okay, I play, okay. I don't think I play the game of, well, there are famous people. I'm not, I'm not faulting anybody who does, even if you do there, there are famous people who yeah. have done X, Y, and Z and they're my age. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, a, it's a very 
stuck small town mentality. That's it. I am, mm. I am, I am mm-hmm. stuck in the false perception of others. Like there, it's this double-sided curse of nobody cares, right? So nobody cares if you suck. Like they just don't, nobody they're not paying cares. attention. They don't care. But on no. the flip side, Nobody really cares if you're good either. Um, so seeking that validation is unhelpful. And that's, that is what I do. I just like, I, and again, I'm not trying to project here and I'm going to try to not be a bummer. This is just being relatable in that my trap with social media is comparing myself to the people I know who I wish instead I was rooting for. Like, mm-hmm. but it is my own ego that's in the way of that. I want to use it as a tool. Cause like, I'm going to keep the accounts open. I'm going to post on my computer. Um, right. but the issue is like, I can't even have notifications on because people just send me memes all day. And like, I don't, I can't guilty, <laughs> but I send memes too. I like, I, I, know, I, know. I play, it's I a play lovely the language game. now. It is. It really it's is. A lovely language. It's just, yeah. I wish. I wish there could be a header that says meme or business inquiry or networking mm. opportunity. It's like, that's a good point. I don't want to just check my notifications because I have six messages and be like, ah, sh- shoot, somebody sent me something about <laughs> Blink 182, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I do think that there is a healthy removal of self from social media. Like I do think it's healthy. I do. I wish like in my deepest soul of soul, I don't like that. That's a tool that we have to use. Yeah. I love social media to share my life with people. Like I definitely had to have a, a moment with myself of like, well, what, what is the motivation behind posting? Like, why do I post so much? Like, what am I looking for? Is it, if it's validation, I don't want to do that. I'm not posting for validation. I'm not going to allow myself to go there because that's when I started to get into an unhealthy habit of it. Yeah. But now with the way that my life is structured, my whole goal in that is to share the joy of like, I have made it my mantra, my whole life of manifest happiness and following joy and sharing joy. And um, I live a joyful life. And I love sharing that with people to be like, if I can give you a spark of this joy that I have, then like, great then I will keep posting to share that. Um, And I've had some people in my life critique me for their own insecurities. And I can't take on that thing because that's not mine to carry. But um, I think you have a really good attitude as far as like identifying, hey, this has become unhealthy for me. I need to separate from it until I can find a healthy relationship with it. Like, I think that's a great space to be in too. It's a, it's a good starting place. I do. I do think I have to like find a motivation though, like Mm -hmm. for why I would reintroduce it. And there's this weird mm, digitally lonely feeling that you get where it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I, again, it's a weird comparison in that. I know all the pitfalls. I know exactly why this frame of thinking or this um, type of thinking is wrong. But it's like Instagram can't be the place where 
I try to share my art and pictures of my dog and memes mm. and the, it's like, because sometimes people just go there to like, they just want to scroll memes. That's all. And which is fine. That's great. That means my bummer type content is not what they're looking for. And that's why they're not mm. engaging with it. That's not their fault for not going yeah. there for my type of stuff. But I play the comparison game to like, why didn't my well thought out monologue, why did that get two mm. random likes from bots? And why does this, <laughs> Never mind, I'm not gonna use that word. Why does this, whatever, random meme have millions? It's, they're different yeah. games. I'm, it's, I'm not playing the same game, but it feels like we're all in the same arena and I don't like it. Well, that's true. Cause like you think about social media is built to create a serotonin release. Yes. And, oh, oh no. Whatever. It it's, moody. It's, it's still moody. Whatever. It was lighting up the picture of me in the background though. So. <laughs> well, to be fair, my head is blocking it. There we go. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. now it's, now there it's there. It is. Oh that's yeah, amazing. well say it for the camera. That's Molly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, continue. To be clear, to be clear for all the viewers, I gave him that. <laughs> uh no, I painted. You don't that. just no, have that. <laughs> no, actually let's shout, let's quickly shout out. That. You wanna you wanna do the plug who who shot that? Oh yeah. Uh that is a piece done by myself and one of my collaborators, Bradley Lowman. Look him up, he's amazing. We had a show together last year. Like a year ago right now. That's crazy. That's wild. Right? Almost a year. It was yeah. cold. I remember it was that. Cold. It was, I think it was April. Uh, well, it's freaking like 60 degrees lately out here. It's weird. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, you're out of cup. <laughs> well, well, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. If you're watching the video version, see that skull? See this, this is not a punk house, it's a punk home banner. All of these things are available at catandcrew.com. Catandcrew.com. Enter the promo code MONDAY, it's MONDAY, M-U-N-D-A-Y, to receive 10% off of your final purchase. You can get those koozies, you can get banners, you can get earrings, you can get coasters, you can get skull planters. I think it's really cool that they decided to um, give ADH Deep Dive listeners an exclusive deal. Um, because, you know, it's cool that we're building a little audience here and that you guys get to have some, uh, sort of special perks that nobody else gets. Um, so if you aren't familiar with it yet, go to catandcrew.com, enter the promo code MONDAY, M-U-N-D-A-Y at checkout, get 10% off your final order. Uh, okay. Back to the show. Yeah, the, the, just that, I guess we can kind of move away from Instagram. It's just the, I'm, I'm wondering... In terms of networking, like, yeah, that confirms, shoot, it is kind of what a lot of people use. I mean, it, when we when you live in a globalized society, there has to be some way to make people make connections. And I almost view it as, like, sticking it to the man, to, like, <laughs> trying to, of using social media as a tool that it was originally designed to be, but now has been commodified to not be that. Right. But it's almost like a protest to be like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to use it as a social tool instead of, I mean, I can pretend all day long that that's what I'm doing. But like, I am still contributing to this conglomerate thing. But like, it is an entity that exists that is the only thing that we have right now. So, 
I want to maybe continue the Instagram thing then because I <laughs> There's am, a lot to say. Well, yeah, I, I'm also, I'm stuck in this, like, I'm very, I feel very close to being able to just get somewhat closer to doing what I want to do for income. Right. And you're killing it, man. Well, uh, I don't even know if I have the capacity mm-hmm. to receive that, but, uh, <laughs> thanks, uh, is what I mean to say. Um, but there's like that operating out of desperation where it's like, shoot, mm-hmm. if this doesn't ramp up quickly, then I'm going to lose everything I have. And that's not true, mm-hmm. but it's like, nope. it's a poverty mindset. Scarcity like, mindset. Yeah. Well, not even, I think, well, I think the scarcity mindset is true. I think I have that, but I think scarcity mindset is more like there's not enough to go around right. in that. Like, but mine is more like, how do you capitalize on momentary success or how do you deal? And maybe I'm not even asking this, maybe I'm just saying it is tough to deal with post success, nothingness. Uh, mm-hmm. of like uh, mm-hmm. or the space in between success where it's like there's there's a thing to look forward to i know there are things that are going to happen in my future there are things that i've done in the past that are really really cool but right now i'm doing nothing and if i don't proactively do something then i'm a mm-hmm. failure it's not true it's not true <laughs> not true no it's just a feeling well I, I heard something recently that like really changed my perspective on that because I was falling into that trap where every year in the off season, I would get super depressed and just like not do anything. Cause all the things I enjoy doing are like outdoor stuff. And in the winter when there's no weddings happening, there's no work happening. It was just like a cycle of what am I doing with my life? Like, Oh my God, I'm a failure, all this stuff. Um, but there was this thing that said, is this all there is in regards to life where you wake up every day, you go to work, blah, 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 all this stuff. And instead of saying the tone of like, is this all there is? It's, this is all there is. And it's really been helpful for me to think of life in that way of like, oh, this is all there is. So I'm going to do everything I can to enjoy life and not just think about it in the terms of success and work and be like fill all those moments that are empty with no work with things I enjoy like being outside and hiking and creating with friends and spending time with friends where it's like oh what a gift that I have all this extra time to fill with that instead well, that's of a practice, about work right that's a practice yes very much so or yoga you know like that was something that's really saved my ass last year is you and I started doing a lot of yoga together Yeah, and introducing that practice into my life again. I used to do it in college and then I fell off it for a long time. But I really have to you to thank for getting me back into yoga and it's been so helpful to ground me through all my traveling and not having a landing place and everything like that. Like yoga has become that space for me. So, thank you. Yoga, well, you're, of course, I, I don't know that I have the ability to say you're welcome in that, but I'm glad that you have reintroduced yoga to your life. Take a Especially, compliment. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, it doesn't feel like mine. I'm just reminded. It is, though, really. You help well, me. Well, 
Okay, well then, God damn it, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but I, I think <laughs> maybe I'll use this slight tiny little moment to wreck yoga for two reasons. Listen, I'm not trying to be woo-woo about it. it I, yoga has I'll this- I'll be woo-woo about it. That's fine. You take the woo-woo, I'll take the- I'll take the woo-woo. I'll take the straight up. There is, there are optics around yoga that it's for the hippies. Whatever, maybe this is just the cynics in my life and that's the voice in my head. It is one of the voices in my head that I've been able to kick aside though because of its legitimate benefit for my physical and mental well-being. Yes, mm -hmm. it is really, really nice to know how to stretch individual muscles. Just recognizing some like physical body awareness of like, oh, my tension isn't just stress, it's like my shoulder hurts. Like physical pain can manifest itself in stress. Or maybe I'm saying that the reverse way. But also, yeah. breathing through panic, like. Yes, yes, very much so. It is the primary benefit, remembering to breathe. Mm -hmm. um, and for that, like I ha I, ha I sort of have to continue doing it now, because there are yeah. there are times when it's like, oh yeah, you're not breathing. That's why this is tough. Mm -hmm. I literally not to get not to go there. Hit the woo. Um, we'll get the woo woo. Um, I did have a panic attack a couple weeks ago. Hit and see it. And um, I was doing a meditation, and something just. I don't know where it came from, but it just sent me spiraling into this full-blown panic attack. And I like had this out-of-body experience too, where I'm like, why, what is happening right now? Like, why is this happening? And yoga breathing really helped get me back out of it and have that mantra of you are safe, you are safe, you are safe. Um, it was really like we did like a body scan meditation, and it was just like something got triggered there and uh it was really interesting to like analyze myself in that moment and have an opportunity to be like okay like maybe there's some undealt with stuff that i need to deal with that's being stored in the body that i've been dampening and i'm using yoga to kind of reacquaint myself with those things and finding like some um trauma-informed yoga Mm -hmm. to help release that um, stored trauma in my body. Yeah. It's been fascinating. Well, and again, in the optics, like even those words, like sometimes people can conflate like you're the trauma stored in the body. Like your, like your daddy issues are stored in your lower back. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's more that in order to avoid processing these very real stresses, our body works hard to divert stress away. Yeah. So it's it's physical stress that emotional stress has manifested. Well, again, I can't say this properly for some reason. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It's not the woo-woo shit. It's good for your body. Just stretch, people. Yeah, just stretch. Move your body. It's so good for you. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, body scan. Like, sometimes that is everything I need to just, like, it's like, squeezing out toothpaste and like the toothpaste is tears out of my eyeballs once I finally like yeah yes, yeah exactly starting with the toes and like just making a physical 
scan of awareness throughout every inch of your body. And then you start realizing like, oh, my arm is tight. My hips are tight. Oh, I'm feeling things. And then like when you start to cry, sometimes you can feel it in your throat. And it's like, oh, what is that? Uh Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. And it's good. It's cathartic. Like it is. Yeah. And and sometimes you don't even realize that you are carrying things until you give your body that safe space to release everything. Because we we are so busy in our lives, we fill our lives so full of stuff and noise and screens and things that we don't give ourselves that quietness and stillness Mm. within our body and how we carry ourselves like this is just a vessel that we are occupying right and it requires some maintenance baby of not just physical maintenance but you know mental and emotional clarity too yeah Uh, um i don't know if i started this journey when you were still here or not or if i had just started it when you left um and i don't even know uh, whatever it's relevant for our friendship in that i feel like i could talk about this but um uh i have started the process and i'm close to the next phase of getting off of my anxiety medication um, oh yeah so it's been since probably june of 2020 like i had i had known I was an anxious person, but I was so anti-medication for so long that I was like, I'm not a guy who needs medication. A pandemic changed my mind. Um, so that was good. I got on uh, mm-hmm. anxiety medication. Um, and I guess just to put it in terms of numbers, it started as like a, let's introduce this into your body with 10 milligrams, then 20 milligrams, then 30, then 60. And it had been 60 for the last probably a year. Um, the consequences of forgetting to take an anti-anxiety medication is tenfold anxiety in that next day. And, you know, it sucks that that's a reality, but like sometimes you sort of have to accept that you need the help so badly that like the bad days are just sort of part of the process. So it's like, it's just a reminder to not forget to take my medication. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now I've had so many of those instances that I can wake up and be like, Oh, I'm anxious because I forgot to take my medication. Oh, that's a, that is a lesson I've learned is to wake up and think about why I'm anxious rather than the fact that I am just anxious. It's like finding Mm -hmm. the why And that kind of triggered, and I'm sorry, I'm ranting here, but that kind of triggered a sign for me that maybe, although there is still plenty of external work to do, the medicated work can maybe start to come down a little bit. And this week, so it went from, like I said, it went from 10 to 20 to 30 to 60. Now I went from 60 to 30 to 20, 20 every other day to then nothing. And I've got like three more every others of medication before I'm, before I've got nothing. So a lot of this, this is a long winded way of saying like a lot of this mindfulness is like essential to making that possible. 
because it could be very easy for me to fall back into just brain chemistry, like being subject to the goop inside my head that I can do nothing about. <laughs> what I right. can do something about are these lessons of like mindfulness and breathing and yes. focus and tension relief and yeah. how you're maintaining. Right. And then maybe one day I have to go back on the medication and so be it. And that's another lesson I've learned, but. And that's not a failure either. Right. That's the goop. Thing, yep. And, and circumstances I think have a big part to play in that too. So um, I am not super educated on medication and things like sure. that. Um, so I'm, I, you know, the first to say like I'm ignorant about consult a doctor before making any drastic decisions about your consult health. the doctor. Yes, absolutely. Do not just believe people on the internet. Um, yeah. Yep. But yeah, I do think it's healthy though to have these moments of check-ins and give yourself space to to reacquaint each version of yourself with like what's the best case scenario for this version like that might have served you in the past right. but now because of different scenarios it's good to re reassess and i'm glad you're giving yourself that space to experiment and be safe with yourself too well so, thank you lots of love yeah um before we get into a conversation about a script that I'd like to read to you off air and then mm. come back on air to discuss in vague terms. It's not a script. It's just a, it might be source material for like a two or three minute video. Um, so cool. it's not like a, it's not like a short film or anything like that. Um, but what are some things that you have going on that you can talk about that even if they're not just like events, like, ways of creating that you've been working on? Mm -hmm. I actually something that I'm making a big focus on this year. Um, last year was not the year I wanted it to be <laughs> creatively. Um, I felt like I was just not really as engaged with my own practice as I should have been. Um, so this year I really want to create space and time for me to just play and experiment and not really make something for the sake of like making a thing, but just, just do like we're B and I keep saying to each other, this is the year of doing, we're going to stop thinking so much before we do things. We just have to like go do it. And we actually had a couple of days off last week. We we're in Florida for the past two weeks working. Two, two and, quick things. I'm sorry to interrupt. A, is this yeah. have anything to do with the river stuff? Because I want to know about that. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I do, I do yeah. want to know much more about this. Uh, but also just mm -hmm. to quickly pick up on, do you think some of that hesitation to create was the awareness of the fact that y y you had to leave? Um, I don't think so. I think it was more not being in a healthy work habit scenario um, where I knew I had to make some changes with how I was working and I just wasn't quite sure what that was going to look like or what that was going to be and being really scared of the unknown of what my career was heading into. Um, and I think once I got that kind of nailed down um, and started freelancing independently, and uh, branching out a little bit more and putting more faith in myself um, and moving away from doing faith floral stuff. Like I'm not doing really anything with faith floral at the moment. Oh, um, 
tabling that for now. We're not taking any more weddings. Um, oh, okay. Just, yeah, I, I don't really want to do my own weddings anymore. I kind of thought I had to for a long time. And now it's like, so the business. I really like freelancing. The business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Faith Floral, I want to be my creative side mm-hmm. and just creative fun projects and doesn't need to be commodified weddings as much because that right. was not giving me joy at all. And so we're moving on. Doing it for friends is great, but so, so doing it for strangers, not so much. Let's talk about that flip side of doing then. What uh, talk about this yeah. exercise with B. Um, so B is one of my best friends. Um, she actually wants to come say hi. Do you mind? Please. Yes. Oh, bring her on. I think this is a good moment to bring her on. Yes. Hey B. Yes. I have to put a little, um, lower third name, social media handle. Just, just introduce yourself at least. Oh, um, my name is B and please say hi or B's house of flowers. Perfect. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so we were just yeah. we were talking about kind of the transition from uh, business creating to just doing creating, and Molly was going to set up your uh, your recent. Um, I don't know. I'm trying not to bury the lead here, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, our recent um, endeavors. Um, yes. yes, working in the floral industry and working on flowers all week and striking till three in the morning, and then taking all those flowers back to our Airbnb. And then uh, going playing on our day off because that's what yeah. I'm doing in the first place. Right. Um, and honestly, the fulfillment that you get from that just fuels the work. So yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, literally, we just got buckets and buckets of flowers. It was like, what, five buckets of flowers? Yeah. So we did and this, this is like leftover from, from a job, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We worked until 2.30 in the morning, from 6.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the morning on this event. It was all these gorgeous spring flowers and uh, daffodils and tulips and poppies. Yeah. So we just were at the strike like little goblins of like, oh, I gotta take this one and this one and this one. <laughs> maybe not. Let's take some more. Let's take some more. You we have kept the being footage, like, oh, right? We've got enough. Oh yeah, yeah. You I'll share it with you. You should send that to me so I can put it in the video version. Yeah, cool. absolutely. But then, yeah, we went to the spring that was like an hour drive yeah. from where our Airbnb was. Flooded, completely flooded. Oh, yeah? Right. So all the trails were flooded, and we were like, well, let's just take off our shoes, and we'll just Fly keep back. walking. Um, thank God. All right. Out there. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we have armloads of flowers and tromping barefoot through the cold water, because it was like 50, 40 degrees. Yeah. So um, that day. Yeah. Sign. Our feet got a little numb, but... Fine. We didn't bring any tools or mechanics to like design into. We no. just brought all the flowers. So then we found that tree that had like a nice big hole in it, and we just used sticks and like nature mm-hmm. to make a grid. And then we designed all the flowers into that. So we didn't have to use any like everything was biodegradable and all natural back to the Perfect. earth, which was nice. Yeah. Did, were you able to yeah, leave it there? Created... Uh, we took it apart just yeah. because okay. we didn't want any. Yeah. Those are not native flowers to right. Florida, so we didn't want to accidentally introduce anything. Not that it would, but a little floaters that you know lived on. That's some mindfulness. It's biodegradable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't leave oh. anything behind that would be potentially toxic or anything like that. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, we just created this lovely piece into the nature, and we foraged a little bit around the area too. And <laughs> it's Casper. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs are snoring in the background, so I'm hoping that that doesn't get picked up. (laughs) No, you're good. 
but yeah, we just created this really beautiful piece yeah. and we had so Love much it. fun and we had classical music playing. We had this great playlist that we've been listening to all week. Um, and just created this beautiful piece that we're really, really proud of. Mm-hmm. We can get those flowers again later in the week too. Yes. We got the oh, used them again? patio the whole week. And then mm-hmm. Friday, we got a random day off unexpectedly. And so we went foraging some mushrooms on a nature walk. And then we played with flowers all over again, doing like different stuff. For the entire day. Hell yeah. So you're, yeah, yeah, you're still able to do your like normal foraging and grab the like natural stuff around and create with that stuff. It's not like you've left Michigan, the lush forestry of the woods and weeded stuff around your studio. Like there's still opportunity yeah. to just interact with nature out there. Well, that's why, like, B and I, the minute we met, was just like, oh, you've been what was missing in my life (laughs) all this time. Because we're both these just, like, foraging nature-inspired. Flower fairies. Yeah. It's always been that, but it's hard to find other people that are in line with that so heavily. That understands, what is it, what did we say? Annoyingly dedicated to our craft. Felt. I, that, I love Molly, but she's annoyingly dedicated to her crap. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's annoyingly dedicated to everything that she does. She's wonderful. It's good. It's really true. I'm also going to drive to the Grand Canyon uh, tomorrow. Oh, so you're just we tourist prepping? Is weeks. that what you're wearing here? Why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, we were talking about it and I was like, I, I, we just worked and the way that I recover and relax from insanity is to go eat myself into nature and do crazy stuff so perfect my day off yeah yeah not to the grand canyon i'm not going to the grand canyon but it's five hours four hour drive four hours hours. but you're close you're not in freaking grand rapids and you need to hop on a damn airbus yeah there's literally mountains outside our window right now well thank you that was a that was a nice little guest appearance. You're nice to oh yeah, we haven't even met or interacted. No. We'll have to we'll have to do a podcast out. someday. That's right. Molly was just talking to me about that. I was like, yeah, that would be fun. We'll get it done. The connections are happening. We'll get it done. All right. Well yeah. sh- shall we move into the next phase? Yeah. All right. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> so before I read this to you, um, something I kind of want to set up is I have to get out of this trap of feeling stuck and recognizing some sort of objective reality that I'm not stuck, but that the things I'm experiencing are still extremely difficult to to process Mm -hmm. and just randomly in conversation with someone the other day um they were asking me like well what type of stuff do you want to create because let's face it i've done vlogs i've done a podcast i've done narrative short films i've done acting i've done uh a film acting, theater acting, directed. I'm listing these things not out of uh, arrogance, more out of exhaustion in that I still can't figure out what the fuck I want to do. Like, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to be? And so in responding to them, I said something along the lines of like, I, I don't know what I want to create. I just want to like 
process things while I make them. And so uh, this term process films came to mind where it's like, it can be, it can be uh, double-sided, like a process film in my mind. And maybe this is already an expression. It's just an expression I've, I'm coming up with in my head that might already have a definition, but process films to me are films that show you the process of something or films that process something mm -hmm. that you can then process alongside. Um, and so this is an approach to a process film that I want to make okay. that isn't, again, it's not a narrative script and like there's characters. This is me saying these things that I mean, but then visually finding some way to make it look I hate the word, but cinematic or like intentional or mm -hmm. intentional so is a great word. In pursuit, yeah, I think intentional may be the better word to to describe that because the pursuit is like so. There's an exhaustion between I'm trying to say something, but I have no idea what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just mm -hmm. trying to process that inability to understand, mm -hmm. and that's what this is. I love okay. that. Okay. All yeah. right. So love now, that. now off air, I'm going to read you this process. Okay. Great. Uh, as I weep while processing, <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, none of this has to air if it's hard to talk about in any capacity because I know that like receiving that type of information is like difficult sometimes. Like, so that is my, that, that is my first attempt at a process film in that, like, I've got to acknowledge the reality of how extremely difficult and fragile of a situation I'm in, but I can't be like, please somebody help me online. Because that doesn't, that just reinforces the idea that this is horrifying and isolating and lonely. And, and all I want to do is just like have something that somebody can watch to be like, oh shit, me too. Like, mm -hmm. at least it's not just me. Um, yeah. So like... Uh, I don't know, like I said, we don't have to air any of this, but like, is that too much? Like for a film? No, I don't think so. We don't even I necessarily need to be vague. Uh, we, we, can, we can talk about it directly, I guess, but we'll go ahead. I think it is... I 1000% I think it's worth making. If anything else, just for you to be able to, I think sometimes voicing the things that you're going through can release some feelings. Yes. Because if you keep that storm pent up inside of yourself, it's the same thing we're talking about like with the yoga. If you keep all that locked in, it can spiral more. 
but creating something that voices and and makes a concrete thing that you can point to of like, okay, here it is. Here's the thing. Right. It's a lot easier to work through and process because you should not have to deal with these feelings alone. Right. And you are definitely not alone in this storm that you're in. Well, because I think, go ahead. First of all, I want to, I want to strangely acknowledge this like uncomfortable feeling that I address in, in that thing, but I want to also to the camera because a lot of that was off camera. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to get back in touch with my, I hate, I hate labeling it as my YouTube channel, but it's just, that seems to be where I feel most comfortable processing real things creatively. Um, and I think that would probably be the home where this thing got made, not on the ADHD dive, but the David J. Mund channel. Um, there is, there's just some stuff that I'm trying to process in my life that I'm tired of just sitting on and pretending that like I have to get over it in order to create. Well, I'm done. I'm done pretending that I'm going to get over it because I might not. I've got to use it. Um, and yeah, maybe that will start off as content that's like kind of difficult to hear if you're, and I think it's important for me to like put up fronts about like, I touch on some very difficult things here. Like, um, and I also want to say that if you, of course you haven't, I assume this video is not out yet by the time that this podcast is out, but like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. I feel like it's important to say that to anybody who like would hear the script or like deal feel bad for me there is a guilt in like doing these process films because it's like i really don't want to bum anybody out but i can't like if i can't afford therapy this is the way <laughs> yeah yes correct and that is valid and i think there is so much so much art in the world that is created out of this same feeling and i think it is absolutely worth expressing and I don't think it is necessary for you to worry about how people will perceive it because this is not for other people this is for you right and anything that is made out of that motivation is worthy of being made because that is where the most authentic expressions come and I think the world there, there are people out there that can benefit from this too. You know, not that that is the motivating factor in creating this, but I think anything you want to make is worth making. Well, I think, I, I think that's, that's, that's where I'm finally honing in on like what it is that I'm not what I want to do, but what I feel like I have to do in order to get closer to what I want to do. Cause like, mm -hmm just to address it again, cause we didn't read it on camera that like this video is probably, it's probably going to be the first of many types of videos where I like just address some difficult things that I'm dealing with, but then try to intentionally shoot creatively around it to make it look as if it's 
it as if it could be a short film, but but still like there is a layer of honesty that doesn't come from scripted narrative content. Mm -hmm. I just want to be comfortable with transparency um, and do that creatively. Um, so in order to do that, I feel like maybe this isn't, maybe this is an opportunity to talk directly in a meta way about the podcast that like the podcast for a long time has felt like something I am supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, only to stay busy. Uh, which is why I don't think I, I've, look, I've had a lot of like self-doubt thoughts about like, you got to stop the podcast. Nobody's watching, nobody listens, even though again, it's not true. Not, well, not a lot of people listen every episode. But a lot of people listen to some episodes. Um, and so there's been like at least some motivation behind like, well, just keep working on that. That next episode will be it. I think this is a way for me to separate the way that I process my emotions rather than using other artists and creators as like... Uh, I don't know, just a punching bag for my emotions and process it through them on air through the podcast. I can process it creatively through these process films and then just talk mm -hmm. to artists about creating. Like it doesn't have to be a sad place here. I don't want it to be a sad place here. I want this to be something that people can tune into that, yeah, they can still like catch glimpses of real emotions that creators go through, but like, I don't know. I don't want people to get stuck here being like, shit, this guy's just a bummer. I don't know. So that's process. Films. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great project. I think, especially once you, I think this first one is like the tone that it needs to be to set the tone of like what you need these things to be. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of avenues that that can go down to of like opening a lot of doors for you to create very authentic, raw things that people I think would really identify with because there's so much pontificating and inauthentic spaces right now of things being created because we all have to create commodified things to live in the society that we live in. Right. But creating things just for the sake of like, because you have to get these things off of your chest and have to get these things out into the world. Like that is a very noble Thing to do for yourself to create that space to not create something to be commodified but just for the sake of expression of getting something out of you i think it's a very good release well there's also this like approach to like if i were to go to youtube to like deal with this and like let's see what other creators are saying about this there's there's it feels like there's a lane here as well because a lot of it's like so like when you're talking to somebody about something difficult you're going through and they're trying to give you advice, like I'm not here, I'm not here, I, I'm not here to listen to your advice. I can't hear yeah. your top 10 ways to deal with the world. No. I just want to talk about how it sucks, right? Like, yeah. and that can be enough. And like, I need that to be enough because I don't have answers to give people. And I feel like there's this pressure yeah. to have answers. Yeah. I don't got it. And there's 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 not an answer. That's the thing too. There's no way to have an answer. 
but to feel less alone in the feelings that you're feeling, I think is a, is an answer in some ways of like, there is a lot of release to be found in just being like, this fucking sucks or maybe make it seem like less suffocating to be like, okay, let's, let's just admit to each other that sometimes things are really fucking hard and things are not bright and beautiful all the time. And there are these darkness. There is a lot of darkness in the world right now. And it's really hard to not get so bogged down in the helplessness of it and feeling like we need to have answers, but it's, that balance. Oh. Releasing that darkness. I'm losing you. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, wait. Oh, I here. think you're back. I think you're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being here to help me process this. Um it it's yeah. uh let's let's turn it around a little bit. Um okay. I wanna know. A little bit about your process methods because there is a there's this perception even though it feels like you're nailing it there is this perception that like hustle culture is it's clear concrete steps this is how you do hustle culture and that can really bog people down and burn them out and how do you deal with hustle culture? Cause you're also never really sitting still. Like, how do you not, how do you avoid the burnout? And if you get burned out, how do you deal with the burnout? Um, <laughs> I think it's for me, like something I really had a wake up call with a few years ago where I was getting really bogged down and really burnt out. And I think the burnout really comes from it's never enough. It's never going to be enough. And the type of work that we do is not very lucrative work. So I gave up any financial aspirations a while ago. Um, But it really comes back to that mindset of this is all there is. So I am not going to put stock in hustling anymore in trying to achieve any one thing because it will always lead to disappointment and feeling inadequate or the comparison game and life's too short to focus on that or feel that way because you'll never be happy if that's the goal so I have shifted my mindset almost completely to experiences and appreciating experiencing experiences in the moment where for the first time in my career, I'm not building towards a thing that there are things I want to do, of course, that I would love to start making moves to like open those doors eventually. Um, But I just am a collector of experiences now where I just want to keep collecting new experiences down the road and new places and new people and, um, really diving into like not making work the thing that brings me the most joy because work is great. I love what I do, but I refuse to be what I do. And I've been diving so much more into life experiences, like 
climbing mountains and doing bike adventures and diving into nature and seeing as, as much of the world as I can. Because uh, also hiking is free, uh, which is great. True. Um, travel is not free, but going out in nature is totally freeing. And you don't have any financial guilt or anything like that. You can just go and enjoy and be in awe. Like, I really want to focus this year on a sense of wonder and filling myself with a sense of wonder of the beauty that exists in big and small things and the beauty in people that I get to meet and love. Because um, I have a lot of, I love the people in my life so much. And I love you and the life we get to share and the stories we get to share. And I get to celebrate your successes and celebrate the successes of the people in my life. Um, but also to celebrate, you know, the beauty that they have. Like, I, I, I just really want to focus on that instead of like, I did this work thing or I, I achieved this work thing where it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But like, that's not, that's not my life. I am not only a freelancer and only a florist. I am an adventurer and a traveler and a nature enthusiast and a person that's full of wonder and not not defined by the things that I make and the things I do, defined by the way that I live my life, if that makes sense. I'm uh, currently listening to an audiobook called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph. Um, mm. And they keep coming back to this theme of like, exactly what you're saying, just this awareness of like, there is only this moment right now. And like, I feel very, I don't know why, I don't know whose voice this is that gets into my head, but when I talk about these things, it's like, yeah, that's just some hippie bullshit. But like, there are, there are, there is power in recognizing your powerlessness. And like, I can't do anything about my situation. So like, let's, just get over that fact, like, and embrace what I can do. Um, yes, very much that. What What are you able to do in a moment? And the only thing you can control is your frame of reference. Yeah. You, you can't control your mindset because, I mean, that is something that is a practice that you can work on. But your frame of reference is the thing that you have power over. So, like... If a thought occurs to you, you know, you can't control the thoughts that pop into your head, but you can control what thoughts you lend credence to. Mm -hmm. And that is a really important thing to dive into of like, okay, like what am I filling my life with? What am I filling my thoughts with? What am I making space for? Um, I think that processing film is like a really good example of a good practice in that mindset of like, okay, let's address the reality of where I am. I am not going to punish myself for any mindset that I have because that is just what is existing in my head right now. However, what do I want to do with this? What do, where do I want to let my brain exist? Because I can start to make steps to create something out of this or, you know, take these emotions and do something with them rather than just doing it. Yeah. Well, and there's this, there's this, um, I don't know if I'm operating out of a false sense of whatever, but when I, when I look at like why, why it got so drastic, like why I feel this need to make this video now is like, 
two years ago, like when I first got out here, I was making films or making videos similar. Not not as um they 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 were more like a moment in time ish rather than grand concepts. So they were like mm-hmm. like the first one I made when I got out here was a video called The Big Reset, which was just like, here we go again, big change. This sucks, right? Like, well, here's what I'm gonna do about it. And then I made another film talking about like career anxiety, which was just about like, you know, accepting the reality of like the need to network and how difficult that is and whatever. But then I just took so long off of that process that like that turned into the podcast, which realistically should have been therapy. (laughs) And so I, I got misguided in the way that I created where I was like, well, I started creating these things as a way to process myself and be artistic. But then like, Mm-hmm. I would kind of phone some episodes in like visually, like I wouldn't conceptualize the shot as well, or I wouldn't pay as much detail to the audio. And it's like, that's why I'm supposed to be doing this is to get mm-hmm. better at my craft and process the stuff. So if I would have continued to do that for the last year, year and a half or whatever, then maybe, maybe this next one wouldn't be so, uh, I don't know, brutal. Maybe it wouldn't be so brutal. <laughs> But it's where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here now. I got to do something about it. And if making yes. that yeah. that brutal video <laughs> is a way for me to yeah. get get out of that trap, then I got I got to do it. Yep. Um, and it's authentic to who you are in this moment. And you're not pretending to be something that you're not, and creating inauthentic things. And I think that is a really powerful tool as well. Um. Before we move into the next thing that I want to kind of talk about podcast wise, uh, because I think that we're probably approaching near the end of the podcast. What, uh, let's go with some recs outside of like what it is you do and what it is we've talked about. What are some things you're into right now, whether it's music or like television you've recently seen or whatever that like has got your attention? What's some stuff that just to help, Whatever. What are you into right now? Externally. Um, I've been getting really into reading again. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past couple of years, I've been reading a lot because I've been traveling so much and reading on a plane is the best thing to Sweet. do. And audiobooks have been really, really great. Um, but there's these two books that I just keep coming back to that have really like framed this attitude about my life that I have now. Um, but my sister actually recommended them. Um, but it's a prayer for the crown shy and a psalm for the wild built. It's like a little mini series. They're very short books. Um, they're very like reflective about what humans exist for. Like, what do we exist for? Why? Why are we here? You know, things like that. And it's like, what if? What if we're just here to experience the world? and appreciate it and the beauty that exists in the world and build community and understanding for each other and build space for each other and take care of each other. Like what, what would it look like if we lost everything and that's what came out on the other side? And it filled me with so much peace and so much hope. What are some of the conclusions that the artist comes to or the author comes to? Um, it, it's, 
so it's like these two post-apocalyptic books, actually, of um, this post-industrial society that had a complete mental, a complete breakdown of society as a whole. And um, AI robots basically were created and they decide, fuck humans, we're not going to participate in this structure anymore. We're going to go fuck off to the woods. Y'all can deal with your life on your own, but we don't want any part of humans in this version. And so all technology just left and fucked off to the woods and humans were left to start over basically. And the world that's created on the other side is a very communal, um, caring society that has very utopian in some senses. Um, there's no money, everything's bartering and trade and taking care of each other. And then a robot decides to make contact with humans again for the first time. So it's this monk and this robot um, that, you know, they haven't spoken in centuries, humans and robots. Um, so the human is introducing this robot into human society again. And the robot is very like curious about everything. And it's very positive and very hopeful of like human emotions and experiences will never change. However, the way that we commune together and create together could change um and it's very it's a very delightful mindset to dive into and be like yeah. okay well maybe we are just created to eat fruit and explore the world and appreciate the beauty of the world together you know there is an objective truth to uh, aside from the obvious tragedy that a near civilization ender would be yeah, the, right. <laughs> the community of humanity would probably never be stronger. It's like that first two weeks post COVID where everybody was like, mm -hmm. you know, of course it quickly fell apart. Um, it's like emissions are down. People are out in the park. Like we're, we people love our family members. Other. We're looking out for yeah, each other. Taking care of each other. It's the, acknowledge the acknowledgement and maybe this is exactly what I'm trying to communicate in this process film is like the acknowledgement of the fragility of life is the only thing that makes the experience just a little bit more worthwhile. It like, it is this, it's, yeah, it, it's a scary realization that this could all end like that. Well, I think that's where a lot of this change in mindset has come about for me. Um, my, my grandpa passed away in October mm -hmm. and it was very difficult because um, he's the first person I've ever lost in my life, which is very, I'm very fortunate um, to go this long in life without experiencing loss in that way. Um, but it definitely was sobering to be like, okay, this is all we get. So I'm going to enjoy as much of it as I possibly can in the time that I have because mm -hmm. it's short. Sorry, I didn't mean to cry, but here. It's okay. Yeah. We're both here. <laughs> yeah. Life is very beautiful and very wonderful. And it's okay to not have a grand purpose. And I'm kind of comforted by the fact of not having a grand purpose. I just want to fill the world with joy and appreciate the beauty that's here and have sense of whimsy and fun. And, you know, that's 
That is a wonderful thing. Just a quick interruption to say that uh, if you didn't already know by engaging in Spotify content in the first place, uh, the video version of the podcast is now available on Spotify. I don't know what this means going forward. I know that it means that the podcast quote-unquote audio version is now hosted through Spotify. I don't know if that means it is currently exclusive in audio format to Spotify. So I don't know what that means for Apple Podcasts going forward or iTunes or wherever the hell you listen to the podcasts in an audio format. Um, so the two main places to check out the podcast now are going to be on YouTube and on Spotify, where both the video and audio versions are available, um, all in one central hub. So I thought that it was relevant to get that information to you. Go ahead and let's get back to the show. Uh, we'll talk about the logistics of that um, when I know more, because I don't I don't even have the script yet. I just know my cool. character. Um, uh Okay, so yeah, I think we're probably coming to the end of the podcast. So I think one of the things that is like a um, things I just need to touch base on for listeners of the podcast is that I have decided, <laughs> I am declaring here in this moment <laughs> that I cannot and I will not feel bad about not doing this weekly anymore. Um, I don't think that it's... Okay. So I must continue this for myself. I got to do it. I want to have something to express myself conversationally that feels less pressured to be cinematically correct or technically you know, perfect or profound in any way. I just want to talk. And artists, well... Future episodes will probably include guests more often than solo episodes in that I think this is going to be my, this is going to be where I validate my need for conversation. And then the other channel will be where I validate my need for expression. So like there might be the occasional solo episode, but the, purpose i think going forward at least for a little while maybe for the next year this is episode 50 we still got plenty of time to change things it's just i've got to create some type of separation and i think that's where we start is less pressure on the weekly episodes less pressure on needing to be profound in solo episodes and less pressure on needing to have different guests so like you're welcome back here more often than me needing to be like i don't know i've got x amount of guests i gotta get through it's like, this is purely to be about conversation. And I would like that to be what it, what is going forward. So I just needed to say that. Um, I love that. And with that, what else you got? Come on, give me something. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is, this is, that was more why I was just asking for your rec. It's like, what are you doing personally? Like, um, so mm -hmm. audiobooks on... <laughs> The, the, what is it? Not the revolution. Uh, the freaking, the apocalypse. The apocalypse. Yep. Apocalyptic. Positive apocalyptic fiction is a genre I am vibing with. <laughs> Instead of post-apocalyptic, it's. Hope apocalyptic. Peace. peace. <laughs> Wait, what? What'd you say? Hope apocalyptic. <laughs> po Hope. Polka? 
No. Hope apocalyptic. <laughs> I thought you said polka apocalyptic. No, which, no, no. Let Hope me tell you. If, apocalyptic. If I was to be a DJ for a polka party, that would be my name. Okay. Is polka apocalyptic. That's got to <laughs> exist somewhere, right? I feel like. Polka apocalyptic. We, I need that sure. on a t-shirt. DJ Polka Apocalyptic. <laughs> okay, um, what do we got? Yeah. I hope this wasn't on camera. Okay, I have a lot of ideas pinned to a board over there that I was just nervous was on. <laughs> oh. yeah. um, I think you're good. Oh. All right, well, <sighs> that's it, Molly. We can we can hang out on that. We can hang out on the line after this. But as far as the podcast good. goes, thank you so much. I love yeah. you so much, and like I love for the you record, so much. even though I'm gonna talk about this endlessly. Like, there is no need to feel any sort of guilt, regret, shame, second thoughtedness. Not that you would anyway, but you are very, like, very deeply missed around here. Um, mm -hmm. There have been many days where I've been like, "What's Molly up to?" I wonder if. Oh. I know. <laughs> I know. We've texted each other a few times of like going to yoga class wish you were with me <laughs> or so many days i'm just like i'm doing nothing you want to go sit at stovetop and get some coffee yeah or like yeah. you want to just so many times we would go to the coffee shop and just like sit with our own headphones in working like in each mm -hmm. other's presence i miss i miss that a lot mm -hmm. and i do too i i i know that in the past you have expressed sensitivity to feeling like you fulfill a role in in people's lives mm -hmm. um so I don't, I don't want to equate those terms and like there is a hole missing that a role needs filled, uh, but there is very much that type of gap in my life that I, I've got to fill in some capacity soon. It's just a buddy <laughs> to go yeah. get coffee with or just to sit in silence with. And you brought a lot of value to my life in that regard. And I miss you for that. Yeah, I so miss too. Uh, I know... March sixteenth. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see you in a couple Molly weeks. Molly gave a date. <laughs> I can't wait, and I don't even have any Lacroix on me to celebrate night right now. But I will. I don't either. <laughs> I've been cutting back. I am I don't too. Know. It's it's. Yeah. I can't. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I, got, I know. I had a big wake up call. Where I was like, this is. I had like four open Lacroix in my vicinity, and I was like, okay, it's time. Yeah. It's been drift, baby. That's the new thing. I'm just trying to get back down to the needs. Like I need yeah. water. I gotta be okay with just drinking water. I'm drinking it like yeah. I'm gonna forever. And I'm not even one of those people who like has a difficult time drinking water. And I think that's why I gotta stop drinking LaCroix. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or to stop so much with Yeah. LaCroix. It's time. It's a sweet treat. Yes. Not my I've been doing of a lot of hot water with lemon. That has been like kind of my but fixation right? it's just Great. like tea it's like i want so desperately to like tea but it tastes like yeah. watered down other things what is Lacroix? it's a watered down sparkly drink but it's the sparkles it's yeah, the, the carbonation heat, the, the heat though applies the same like brain bubbles no because like, it to, to me, me. Lacroix filled to me Lacroix. well you're right yeah for, to me Lacroix filled the spot of soda not of water you know what i mean it's like uh, I I like the texture of LaCroix. It doesn't even yeah, need to be flavored. I like unflavored liquid depth. The texture of heat is great too. Because it's like a hug That's why I have cup. coffee. 
or listen, I'm touch starved. I need all of the heat. I can get. <laughs> listen, Molly, by the end of this conversation, I will convince you that tea's objectively not good, but, but, but alas, we're out of time for that. So, anyway. uh, okay. Let me do this quick thing just before I get off the air. <sighs> Hi, baby. Oh, I miss you. You're going to have to come over and uh, see Judah when you're here. You make me cry. We love again. <laughs> you. We love you and we miss you. You want to come tuck your chin there? Okay. We love oh. you. We miss you. You hang out on the line. Uh, and to the listeners at home, I don't know the next time I'll see you. Um, it probably won't be a month, it'll be less than that. It just won't be weekly every single week. And I think that's okay. And not that any single listener would shame me out there. In fact, I know they wouldn't. Um, but just don't. Okay? All right. <laughs> Molly, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Judah, I love you. I love Listeners, Judah too. I love you. Gus, I love you. And we'll see you next time.